With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's gonna be a surprising, arriving, insurgent, insurgent, insurrection, protection. My people, it's lethal. Surprising, arriving, insurgent, insurgent, insurrection, protection. My people, it's lethal. Abner, Luima, Patrick Dawson. Jose Sanchez, Amadou Diallo, Brody Gossett, Timothy Thomas, Taisha Miller, Malcolm Ferguson, Aaron Patterson, Angela Ray, Larry Cobb, Richard Watson, Mami Abu Jamal, H-Rap Brown, Asada Shakur, Santiago Coley, Charles Africa, Dr. Matula Shakur, Afini Shakur, Geronimo Pratt, Debbie Africa, Rebecca Johnson, George Day, Fred Hampton Jr. When we respond to terrorism in the same manner that American terrorists do, then and only then do we have to justify. Surprising, uprising, insurgent, insurgent, insurrection, protection, my people, it's lethal. Surprising, uprising, insurgent, insurgent, insurrection, protection, my people, it's lethal. This is Master Griot Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words, shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. Good day, good day. Welcome to Episode 6 of Beyond Talk with Faith Moore McKinney. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am the show producer as well as co-producer for the Black Economic and Entrepreneurship Development Conference and Expo. We're waiting for Faith to come in. As we wait for her to come in, I want to introduce you. Today, we're just going to have a conversation with Faith. Faith is going to speak to us, and she's here right now, and she's just going to um, guide Jason Moore and I in conversation. And Faith's going to come on and tell you how special Jason Moore is and um, just get us going in conversation. We're talking strategic collective effective movement and here is your host faith moore mckinney good evening everyone hello miss jacqueline taylor adams and i'm so excited to be here tonight with you how are you i'm doing well i'm doing well you know it's an exciting time of the year it's like really really busy. I mean, you would really think now was the holiday time, but the fall is in. We have a new season. The kids are back in school. Um, it's not as hot, so the weather is comfortable, and there's so many things to do, and it's such a hustle and bustle 
from you know creating business down to the to what's going on in school and in in your communities and all. So it's like really a busy time of year, but it's an exciting time of year. It sure is. It's sort of like you can feel the holiday season in the air, you know, just a little hint of it. And, um, you know, this time of year is always really special because, you know, it reminds you of, you know, a little bit of nesting, you know, getting, gathering home in front of the fire and, you know, good home-cooked meals and family. So I think that um, this time of the year is always really special to everyone who, um, you know, has family to hold on to and appreciates family and, um, you know, just that time. And uh, I'm so grateful that, uh, you know, for my family and my friends that that are here and, you know, around the country and with the, the uh, you know, Internet, thank goodness for that, we can kind of all be family together, you know, even though we don't know each other, we mm-hmm. are family. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a really, really nice show tonight. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because, you know, we get to interview so many amazing people in the tech world, blacks and technology from all over the country. And today we get to really talk to each other and, and um, you know, feel out what it is that our goal is for um, for Beyond Talk Radio and you know, I, I met uh, our uh, other partner, Mr. Jason Moore, here uh, via phone. You know, I saw his, an article he had written, and uh, I wanted to reach out to him, and we've been connected ever since. It's been about two years now. But um, this show gives us a chance to really flesh out what it is that our mission is, uh, what our mission is in the uh, community, the African-American community, tech community, and uh, I'm really excited, and, you know, I find both you and Mr. Moore very, very fascinating. So I'm looking forward to our conversation tonight. All right. <laughs> well, hello, Jason. Jason hello. Moore. Hello, I'm here. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to be here. Uh, it's it's great to be back in action. Uh, I've just been busy turning and grinding. You know, I'm I, I'm I'm a serial in my nature. When I say serial, I mean like serial entrepreneur. So, you know, I've always got something going on. You know, so just keeping it busy and keeping it rolling. Yeah, I I, I was uh, kind of going into how I found you. Um, there's a, a magazine here locally in Indianapolis called. Uh, Minority Business, um, Indiana, Indiana Minority Business, and I had read a book review, um, you know, your book that you had written, and I was just reading it in there, and I said, wow, who is this person, you know, why don't I know him, and so I reached out to you after reading that, um, reading about your book, and, and we had a conversation over the phone, and, um, you know, you helped me, you gave me some ideas and strategies for my own business, and I really appreciate that. But I'm so excited to introduce you to our audience. So you said you were a serial entrepreneur, Mr. Moore. Can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, what it is and, and what what makes you tick and, you know, why do you do what you do? Well, I mean, I've always been about, you know, progress, and getting to the next level, you know, it, it's always it's always been about you know really crafting a better 
a family unit, you know. I'm newly married, you know, as of you know, about a year and a half ago, so that even propels me more to succeed in everything that I do. And then, you know, I don't have any kids yet, but, you know, just planning for when that will occur, you know, you want to be in a better position than you were in, in the past. So, you know, I'm always thinking about the, the, the next new idea or what or opportunity and just really looking forward to pressing forward with that. Absolutely. And we also have um, our producer, Ms. Jacqueline Taylor-Adams. You, uh, I met you through Mr. Moore, and you're into marketing. You're a marketer uh, by trade. And I, I really find that fascinating. I do branding, but I hadn't had real formal training. So when I listen to you talk, it's like, oh, wow, she's next level. Um, tell us a little bit, you know, introduce yourself to, to us because I, I love to hear you talk. I love to hear your take on, on marketing and branding and, you know, with with the technical, the techies and, and then the branding and the marketing, I think that we're, you know, pretty much a complete package. You know, what it is, what is it that, that, you know, makes you tick? Why, what, why are you here with us and what drives you? Well, um, uh, I hail from Philadelphia, born and raised. Been here all my life. Even though most people never believe I'm from Philadelphia, everyone in Philadelphia asks me, "Where are you from?" <laughs> so, but um, I don't know this because the closest family I had was in New York, and and then the next closest family is in South Carolina. So I don't know if the New York and South Carolina combines and doesn't make me sound like I'm from Philly, but. Um, um, I always really been into entrepreneurship, you know, when I actually look back. Um, once when I was seven, my mom came home, and I had put up a flea market on the porch. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, that was really always my thought pattern, and I was always creating this, doing these events, like, you know, as, as a teenager in my church, hey, let's do this, let's put this on, let's, you know, always there. And, um I go in friends and, you know, adventurous. But I did go to college in a school of business. It didn't do, wasn't for marketing. I was under accounting because at that time I just didn't really, I didn't have any mentors in that area. So, um, But I always loved helping people, had a heart for people. Um, when I first started working, I worked as an administrative assistant, which is, again, always supporting and helping and um it really started off with the Census Bureau Regional Office where we handle four states. So even as a minute, I was the office administrative assistant, not just, you know, a manager for the whole entire office. So I started, that, you know, my career like that, handling multiple departments, multiple people, and, you know, having to negotiate, you know, ways for us. And then what was so interesting about the census that's only done once every 10 years, and most people, you don't realize the regional um, census centers are not set up. They on, We only set them up, like, once every 10 years. Like, so right now, like in 2017, they will set up your regional offices, will start to set up to prepare for um, 2020. And so, you know, it's a process, but that office is not set up now and won't open up until 2017. And in 2017, it'll be um, probably open up through 2021. 
and then it'll close down and come back in 10 years. <laughs> so, um, and you're giving a book, it's like here, and you have to set up. Not um, because it's done it, it's so, so many changes in 10 years, and now with technology, the changes are even way greater. So, you're giving a book how to set it up, how you set up your department, how you set up your office you know, how you build out, and it all goes in phases. Like it just starts off with the regional office for about a year. And then they um, then um, centers are set up in different cities. And that's when they start what they call testing and selecting. And um, they start testing people and selecting people because when we're at full staff, it's about 10,000 people or more employees out in the field. And and so that's what you're working up toward. So every system oh. has to be set up and put in place. So how did you get in from from census to marketing? How did that happen? Well, that really um, it fed my technology. I was in the first programming. We had the first computers in my high school. You know, computer class, programming class. And with the census, they had since we had to build everything out. That included everything. Like I had to do all the purchasing. I purchased everything from a pencil to phone systems to furniture, whatever it took to be in the office. I had to handle. So, and back in the that was the late '80s because I started with the '90s census, and I don't know. At that time, people weren't as creative as they are now. You had a tech person; they knew what they learned in school, and that was it. And I always had some some kind of question that was out the box, and and then I did buying. So I I got to shop around, find different businesses with the government. You can't give all your business to one. So if I knew people in business, if I could help them, if they met the requirements, and you know wherever we could spread our wings and support our own, we did. Um, but when and then it came to tech, they would always just give me a book. So I had to read the manual and figure out every problem for myself. I've taught myself how to use the PC. At that time, we were on mainframe systems. Um, and that's why I laughed at you when you said you had no formal training. The only training I ever had in, in um, tech, um, technology was basic programming in high school, a programming course I took when I was home for a summer at community college. Every, and once I took a... a at Wharton, I took a, a Word Perfect class. That was it. Everything else I learned on my own. Wow. You know, so you know, and and yeah. I think that's a theme. I bet you know most. I for me, I really am attracted, and I really love helping people who are you know in their mid thirties and and on up. People who have um, not necessarily uh, made choices to go into their their genius feel, you know, whatever it is that, that lights them up, that they really um, uh, are really great at, you know, because sometimes you don't, you don't know how to figure out how to earn a living from that. So I love helping people who have decided to pivot, who made it change, who've uh, decided to, um, you know, reinvent themselves and, and, mm-hmm. and change. So I, I love to help them build their, their credibility, build their um, expert status so that they can move forward with their career. You know, understanding that business and, and all of that, it's, it's, it's not easy, 
But for me, I, I really don't think it should be that hard. It is hard, but I want my, my goal is to make it easier for people who are reinventing, for people who are pivoting in their lives. I want to make it easier for them to just kind of plug and play, you know, plug in your gifts mm-hmm. and, and, you know, we have a system for you to, to fall into so you can earn a living, so you can um, use your gifts and talents to support your life, you know, to, to live the life that you want. That's my dream. Yeah, and, true. you know, connecting with you and connecting with Jason really helps me to, um, you know, get more resources for people that I want to help, you know, people who need um, software, um, fast, you know, technology and, and marketing and, um, and connections all across the country that we had no idea. You know, I, I'm loving meeting all of these people. Last week we spoke with um, Mr. Sean Armstrong, and that was like an eye-opener. <laughs> so, I mean, we've had so many great guests, and, and this show is the catalyst. And, you know, thank you. Kudos to you and kudos to Jason for, um, you know, having the forethought for putting on, um, you know, Black Entrepreneur and uh, Economics Development Conference, which Beyond Talk is the official radio um, show of the conference. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. Well, thank you, Faith, because you have been, you really supported us from the beginning. And what's really funny, um, um, they had told you had always had the entrepreneurial thing going on on the side anyway, you know, like, but through the census and working with that, I really realized my gifts were creating systems. Because, like I said, we started with nothing. And mm-hmm. so I was really, I was able to take the book, create our own, you know, whatever systems needed to work. Um, and what happened, because I was so good at that, when the census was over, some of the managers I worked with, one of the guys, um, he went to another um, company who um, – admin assistant went to work at another department she got moved up and he brought me in because it was a pretty independent it was like they didn't need somebody that had to be micromanaged and but again it was a big office I again was doing all the purchasing it was like the same thing but I created a system I put a system in place for um to purchase and even though we had accounting they, they they didn't have and they had the parts, but they had no system for the mm-hmm. um, to easily flow through a request. Know where that request was in the process, so people could know when they could get their check and they could be able to research it. And so I put the systems in place, and so I just became known for that. And I always did something on the side. So if it was with my church, I you know maybe my church was in a sense. Entrepreneurial. I don't think we said it at that time. We didn't realize that you really were doing business, but we had to be innovative because they um, separated church and state at that time back in the 70s, and we were special ministry for the deaf and hearing. And because of that, um, especially serving the urban deaf, we needed to go beyond just church. They had Mm -hmm. needs and all the other needs and things that needed to be met. So... You couldn't do that at that time through the church, so we had to do the social service agency and 
And, you know, so we learned how to maneuver around to get needs met. And I really learned a lot from that, you know, being in that environment. And um, we had a, I had a business on the side even when I was working. I used to, we used to, I used to vend on, um, like, up in New York, it's 125th Street here in Philly. We had one of our vending strips is 52nd Street. So I vended on 52nd Street right in front of a, a sneaker store. And um, unfortunately, my husband had became terminally ill. And well, oh, and wow. well, when he was first diagnosed, it was you know early. So he just you know he started working at full time, and then he would support me because we work in the stand in the street in Philly is like you know the things that the people it's hard to give them quality. It's really hard to convince these people of quality stuff. So I would right. always, I'm in it's the not black just book. Philly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just Philly. It's and, here in Indianapolis too. <laughs> yeah, it was like weird because, like you know, I could, we could go to New York by bootleg Tommy Hill or uh, and bootleg Coach all that. They would buy it all day long. But if I go up and um, go in New York and um, this one strip, they had all of the nice silk. So you could get silk ties, silk sweatsuits, and silk scarves. You know, they had all the silk. Another strip had the leather. I couldn't sell it for the life of me. Then I was already into the black movement, and I got into selling black books because you could get them wholesale up there in New York, and there wasn't too many, you know, bookstores in Philly. So I could get the books, and, you know, and I just knew makers. I knew a whole lot of artists. People made stuff. So... I, it was so hard to sell that stuff at, on, on, on a strip, but I could. I found out I could sell it at my job, and then my husband started finding other outlets. He would. That's when um, we started doing the Black Expo because of my husband at that time. He found out about the Black Expo. They were, at, you know, different events at malls and things. So, and we still did it because, I mean, it was lucrative. So we still did the vending on the street, but then we started, you know, branching out and. um I could kind of sell more to things I really liked and had a passion for. But when my husband came really sick, I could not keep the stand. Um, And so I had to really, um, when I had to take care of him full time, um, the only thing I had to fall back on was my entrepreneurship. And um, And what I realized at that time, I, you know, um, my job was techie too. <laughs> you know, we were administrators, but they created software that helped mine up man- and manages right now to today the mental health system for whole southeast Pennsylvania. So we were creating their software. We were doing all kind of things. So we were a whole bunch of tech geeks anyway. So they made sure we were able to buy computers from the job. You know, they let us purchase. So I had, when I left, I had a nice computer system. So I call myself, you know, making money outside by doing administrative work. And then people say, I need a letter for this. I do sales letters. I do negotiation letters. And then, you know, people say, you know, they had a name in the business. I said, wait, but what does that mean? I couldn't understand. I said, well, why don't you say this? Why don't you do it this way? Then I started working with an artist. Um, right after the Million Man March, they started forming, you know, um, clubs, business clubs. And I started working with this one artist. 
he did the visuals and any typesetting thing he needs for his artwork or anything I would do and because I would help. He said, oh, you need to help this and this and that. And we got together and we did all these type of things, and I realized what I was good at was marketing, I, from flyers to I could always tell help people sell. And, that, and that's when I found my passion and my niche. And, you know, from then on, that was like back in 96, I ran with it. Isn't that um, sort of like, I think that, that, you know, your journey speaks to, you know, a lot of African-American, you know, as far as being entrepreneurs. And you found an outlet with your your job, but so many people um, don't necessarily have that uh, to fall back on. They don't have that, uh, not necessarily support, but an outlet to figure out how to direct their skills. You know, you found that, hey, I'm, I'm good at doing this system and I'm good at putting this together. But, you know, I think that's the beauty of uh, the black uh, entrepreneur and economic development uh, because it does harness all of these uh, skills that we have and, and, and directs, it, directs it so that, you know, we can create something bigger. And I believe that you know, we have a, a you know, buy black movement. Um, Jason, you know a little bit more about this. Can you talk, speak upon this? You mean about the, the buy black movement? Yeah, buy black movement, you know, so that we, um, please give us some more insight about it and, and um, you know, let let us know okay. how we okay. can incorporate it. Well, well, basically the premise is that, you know, the black dollar doesn't necessarily circulate. Uh, that long in the black community I think it's like a couple of hours whereas in other communities it circulates you know days and sometimes even weeks so the whole premise behind the the buy black movement is to support not not necessarily 100% black businesses but at least you know enough where you know you're you're, you're doing more than you used to do before and even Maggie Anderson, she's a, a big proponent of the of buying black. She uh, actually had uh, done a whole year with her family of buying nothing or trying to buy nothing but black or patronized black businesses in Chicago, and she saw a lot of issues and and, and things that, that were inherent that you know that that people weren't really supporting black businesses, and she. You know, she put the platform trying to change that. So the whole buy black movement is, is kind of like not just buying black, but it's also an economic movement. Uh, backing black is, an, is another aspect of it as well. So um, with Maggie Anderson, can you give us a little insight um, as to what her findings were? You know, what were some of the gaps in the uh, buy, buying black movement in her experience? Well, in her experience, you know, um, just typically we weren't supporting our own businesses enough. And and usually after, you know, a couple of years or so, the businesses that she tried to patronize that were black that she found, she, she noticed they would shut down, you know, because, you know, lack of support basically. So we're not, you know, collectively, at least when she did it, we weren't really um, – we're really supporting our businesses like we should to sustain them. Is there any um, 
because it seems like it was it is systemic. Um, is there any data to show you know why that is, or um, you know why is it that you know the black businesses are so um, underfunded? Uh, people don't necessarily patronize them. Uh, you know they may do the same amount of marketing as other people, or do they do the same amount of marketing? Is it that um, you know why is it? Well, well I why is it that, yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jacqueline. I mean, I think, you know, it, it stems from a lot. You know, historically, if you know, we were born here as slaves. Um, still think we're born entrepreneurs, but, um, you know, part of it's mental because our so desire wanted to be accepted by, um, you know, by white folks and, and to prove that our dollar was just as worthy um, you know, we were forced into segregation, so we, you know, we created everything that we needed. But I think when integration came, we were so excited um, about being accepted that we abandoned our own to support others because we could. It was like we were being so denied so much. Oh, now we can. So I'm I'm going here, and it is it, it more an emotional thing. I'm going here because now I feel worthy and I can and my dollar's just as good. But we didn't realize mm-hmm. by taking our money here and going here that we were totally abandoning abandoning our community. So I really think ninety percent of it is mental. Um it's again part of the Willie Mensch syndrome. Um you know, you separate the tall against the dark. We were taught how to not trust one another. So, you know, so, it was this yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. So the mindset. So just the whole thing about not, yeah, the mindset. I think, you know, it was like a whole thing. I don't trust. I don't trust black businesses and I don't trust black people. I don't trust. I mean, sometimes we are the worst people to talk about one another. I mean, I've actually been around black folks that I had to like, wait a minute. I'm getting offended now. I said, I wasn't talking about you. I said, you keep talking about black folk. <laughs> you know, after a while I'm going to get offended because I'm black. We don't even realize how much and how negative our statements, you know, basic statements are about one another, but that that's ingrained and it carries over. Um, you know, then, of course, it's still unequal. We don't get the same amount of funding for our schools and things, so we don't get the same amount of funding when Africans um, and dark, people of dark skin color come into the country, immigrants, they don't get the same opportunities as other immigrants would. They don't get the same funding. And so things aren't, you know, as equal, um, and they're not as equal, you know, when they're allotted out. So some so lot of what times do you think stay- about so – I'm sorry. What do you, so the, so I'm, I'm really interested in, you know, what you're talking about with the mindset because really, you know, changing our minds, changing our thinking is – this is about the only thing we can control. We can't control yeah. how others really treat us. We can't control anything else. But so our, so our mindset, um, do either of you know of, of, of any, any type of, of mindset um, uh, gosh, exercises? I think the mindset is changing now. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I, the mindset is really changing um, People aren't 
is negative when you talk about a black business anymore. I mean, compared to five years ago. And, like, I've been doing my own business for years, and I'm telling people in my church, I mean, they can say, like I said, people say the most insulting things. But it has, it's changing. Um, and so, you know, I think the Internet, one, has brought um, more awareness. The Internet has brought more diversity, so people... Because the one issue, we still have an issue, we don't see black businesses in our neighborhoods. That is almost right. nil. So it's not like you're going to go out and door and see them. So the Internet has really helped us because now you can still find black businesses that may be local further away, but you can order no matter what because um, it doesn't just have to be what's in your neighborhood. But the um, really... You know, this treatment that is just of us, it's probably one of the best things that's coming out of it, this horrible treatment. is like, you know, we're like Black Lives Matter. And when it first started, the saying, I said the first people we have to convince that Black Lives Matter to is to one another. When we realized that Black Lives Matter to ourselves, we would stop our killing. And, And it's impacted media, the art, music. All of those things we work on, and so when we, with the BEEDC, the conference, we are talking about the entire ecosystem. Not that we're trying to do everything, but our structure and focus and framework is to, is about the ecosystem. And Absolutely. the BEED conference has just, it's a manifestation of what a lot of things that we already are doing. And I believe everything is purposed and we're all brought together because what I laughed when I was listening to you, I already knew Jason because Jason was part of the Urban Tech Fair and the Urban Tech Fair, you know, founded by Jim Newson. So that's where we all network and that's why we know all these techies. <laughs> but, uh-huh. you know, there's about three years going on of networking. So, like you said, if you know I do marketing, Jason came out with his book. And he reached out to me to do marketing for him. So, you know, um, we did pretty good, you know, get press release done. You know, Jason is, like, really proactive. He's one of my favorite clients because, you know, he gets it. And, um, you know, he puts the things out. um, So, you know, we got these things. We met everywhere, books, you know, great bookstore. He connected back with Maggie um, Anderson, who actually came out to speak at his book signing that we put together everywhere bookstore. And that's how, like right outside of Chicago, Jason's from Ohio and live in D.C. All of this stuff, he connected with all these people on the Internet. And I just, like, helped structure, you know, the event, the book, to try to make it a little bit different. And um, I've done marketing. And like I told you, I used to sell books. So I know what the issues are. I know what the trend is. Um, you know, with the change in the, you know, book industry and, you know, a lot of stores closing, the structures, you know, kind of knew what to go after. And so we did well. And what we did, again, we used technology. We made it a Google Hangout. So, you know, right now you can go and see the video and and hear uh, Maggie Anderson talk. You can hear different people come up and give reviews about the book. You can see the um, people at Everywhere Bookstore. And um, so as I left, 
because his book is where we got started to working. Then Jason comes back, like you said, he says he's a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> so now he's coming back, even though we got to get back to the tour, but we're going to incorporate that into the conference. But then he came back and said, oh, I got this conference idea. So he, you know, he had an uh-huh. idea for a conference and um, the economic and entrepreneurship development. And then what I said, well, it's a lot of competition for conferences. And then we had to look at, and that's why we talked about strategic collective effective movement. So we really started looking at, you know, throwing it out there, what is it that we really want? What do we really want to do? What do we really want to happen? And then when we thought about what we really wanted to happen, we worked backwards from there. And then we looked at what are our resources. Well, with the Urban Tech Fair, um, unfortunately Jim Newsom had gotten sick because we started this and he was really excited. I don't even know if Jason understands how much partnering with the um, Urban Tech Fair meant to Jim. You know, for him, and you know, he was knew he was he was leaving, and it's um, when somebody's willing to take on your legacy, it helps people to move on in you know a different way. So that's why I'm so super committed um, to this, and it's effective. But we took the parts of the urban tech fair that would be relevant to a conference, and what was um, innovative about it, and we put that into the conference. So we don't have this typical conference. And um, so, you know, we just really want to look at what's strategic, what's collective. We have to move as a collective. No more lone soldiers. We're not trying to be the best conference, the biggest conference. We want to be the most producing and effective conference. We want to produce. We have to start producing. We want to move beyond talk and produce and be effective, make a real impact that trickles down and throughout our ecosystem. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jason, do you have anything to add to this since this is your your brainchild? Well, I'm just very glad to have uh, Jacqueline, you know, holding down the fort with a lot of things. Um, She's uh, very instrumental in everything that she does, and, you know, I definitely appreciate it. And I also appreciate you too, Faye, for coming on board and uh, helping with the radio broadcast. You guys do a phenomenal job. Um, But, yes, uh, the BED... DC conference. I always kind of mess that up for some reason. But uh the B E D conference, you know, is definitely gonna be a one of a kind instrumental um get together not just get together, but it's gonna be it's going to be game a game changer, you know, if we can pull this off. And, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, you know, a lot of work, a lot of things behind the scenes. And, you know, it, it, it just takes a certain level of focus to really, you know, keep keep the ball rolling. What's so fascinating is that 
you know, since I've been involved with, with you and, and Jacqueline, is that I'm meeting so many people now in, in the tech industry, not only African-American, but, um, you know, everyone in, in tech. And as a matter of fact, I just heard a statistic about um, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis specifically being one of the leading tech cities and that we're wow. getting on the map for tech and we're they're building what's called 16 tech and it's a complex for um, for tech, more like incubators and, uh, you know, just mm-hmm. tech in general. And then, too, um, I have a, a friend who has a son who is, uh, gosh, he's just now 19 or 20 and uh, working with Google. Google actually seek to, seek, was seeking him out um, to, you know, do coding and, and um, he's just, uh, brilliant, and as a matter of fact, I would love to have him on the show. His name is Naeem uh, Turner, and he's just uh, a, gosh. He was uh, accepted to gosh almost every uh, Ivy League school, and I think except for Harvard or Yale, it was one of those. But you know, every every school he applied to, he was accepted. Um, he chose to go to a school in, I believe, it's Utah. Um, just because of the the tech uh, aspect of it, but you know, it's it's just wonderful to know that we have access to people like like Naeem, and we have uh, in Indianapolis a, a burgeoning tech industry. And uh, you know, right now I feel like I'm on the cusp with you know BEEDC, so I feel so blessed to be you know part of it because otherwise you know, there would be no way for me to be in in this um, elite group. So, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. Thank you. Well, Faith, you are the great connector. <laughs> so whenever <laughs> something, Jason said, well, Faith knows somebody. Faith, I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's like, well, Faith got it. Well, because one of the contacts, we have not yet used the contact, but you don't know how important she what it was to us. When one of your contacts, she is such phenomenal. And just matter of fact, we need to get her on a store uh, on a show, you know, for the historical aspect and again to expand our mind and thinking because she does all the sponsorship for the home expos and that is one of the biggest conferences in the United States. It is one of the oh, largest, wow. and she does all the sponsorships, and it's one of your connections. You referred her to oh. us, and oh, she's yes, going I to did. consult with us. Yeah, and it's not that we didn't oh. forget about her. I mean, we sure didn't forget. And um, what we just done with the conference, because it's new, and it's understandable. Mm-hmm. It's never been done before. So we didn't get the sponsorship that we were seeking, but it was still all the responses were positive. Everybody liked it. They liked the concept. They kind of want to see it work. So that is why we were like, well, there are several things we wanted to do anyway. Let's start the virtual now, and then um, then we'll do the live instead of the live getting off the virtual. So we, okay. you know, we're producing so that we're not just, you know, we can show the people that we're talking about, the type of minds that we're talking about. But beyond that, we're also creating. 
And um, there are a few things that we're actually developing, which were already on our plans anyway, um, because the conference is actually going to turn into um, a series LLC, and the conference will happen once every two years, but we're consistently producing. So, as you know, so we will produce things out of the conference that will continue to be developed and marketed and, you know, distributed so that it's it's an ongoing production machine. And so, the you know, the live meetup is something that happens once every two years, but it is something that's consistently in, in progress, and it's always producing product. So, um, but, so the next thing we're coming up with is 96 hours. And that's our by black commitment. Yes. Yes. Well, what we're going to do for 96 hours between Black Friday through Cyber Monday, we have we're creating a platform. It's going to be like the Home Shopping Network, and it will be a marathon for 96 straight hours. You will be able to go to one channel and buy black. Oh wow! And so, what okay. we want to we doing? We're putting a call out, and this is what we want to ask everybody to do. This will be your call to do. Let us know every black directory and every buy black movement you know of. The all your chambers of commerce. We need all of these people to pull together. It's a collective. So, in the businesses, we're gonna. Um, this week you'll have a place if you're a business you'll be able to list your business. But we really want to if you if you're not in a black business directory, we're gonna point you to black business directories to be part of. Because our job with the B E E D C is to market, promote and provide the infrastructure. So we will be um we have a live stream channel we're developing right now for it. But it's gonna stream through um what is um Independent Video Channel TV. So that's IVC TV. If you go to IVCTV.net, <laughs> that is a black-owned uh, video channel, and that is where we're going to stream through. So we want to send all of our people there. Um, we're going to we're looking for you, producers. I, so I have anybody a that's used to produce doing video producing doing um you know if if you produce videos and all and you know how to produce a show we're looking for people that know how to produce video and television shows we need you producers because everybody's going to each um they have 15 um well we're asking each directory or business movement or chamber to take a 4 hour shift and all of them will need a show producer because we need somebody to come in and produce their show. So it's an opportunity for us to really help and support one another. Um, the the goal of this is not for us to make a whole bunch of mil- bunch a whole bunch of money. Where we are making it extremely affordable for everybody because what the the goal is to make sure it happens to make sure that. We really kick off the season with buying black people committed because the number one problem that we really do have, I think our biggest problem right now, 
is finding a black business because you can't go outside. So you can go on the Internet, but who do you look for if you don't know the name of the business? It's easy to find somebody if you know of them. But when you don't know of them, what do you look for? And so we have so many, you know, directories, but the average everyday person, and I ask people because, you know, in marketing you always got to survey people. (laughs) You know, everybody walking down the street is a possible (laughs) survey or focus group. But, you know, Yeah, yeah, but, but I, was, I I'm, find I'm curious. That I'm curious. Um, so, mm-hmm. with uh, the uh, the app, the uh, Tuloco app, do yes. you recommend that, or would you want to strictly go through the the, the channels, the production, or is the production for uh, people to stream live and advertise and talk about their businesses uh, live? Is that how you want to do? Uh, the 96 hours, or do you want to incorporate both? No, yeah, it's going to be like, you know, like a home shopping network for 96 hours. So each um, each directory, like, uh, and Toluco will have, Toluco's going to do it. You know, we, I already talked to Sean, and he's also going to be, like, our technical advisor He's going um, because he gives us, you know, we can ask some questions that maybe the you know we can understand how the directories and our thinking so that we make sure that the structure and everything we do will support uh you know a directory because because your business directory you may not you know producing a segment you know is not necessarily your forte so we want to make sure we make it um as um user friendly as possible so it's going to be for those businesses. You know, each directory, they have a four-hour shift. They will be doing, they'll be doing 15-minute segments. So you're looking at um, four segments an hour. That's 16 segments that they can get in. So that's 16 businesses. So um, we will be able to service, you know, a good amount of businesses, but it's not going to be all the businesses. Every business not is not going to be able to do it. There, you know, there are options. We're going to give, you know, people various options. Like they can, um, like we we use our um, community center. There um, are your your cable stations have to provide local access. So mm-hmm. there are actually local access stations and all actually out there. Um, people can make rent studios or places they can turn to studios. Um, we're hoping that we definitely want to get a lot of our brick and mortars involved. So if you're brick and mortar, you just need to bring a camera person into your place and just set up an area where you can talk and all from that. But you really want to do, come on down to Sue's. Come on, you know we see it on TV all the time. So right. it's just like telling people to come on down. So. We really want to get our brick and mortars involved so that we make sure we're driving foot traffic. And for those that are just online, again, um, you know, that's just really recording from a studio or from whatever they deem their place of business. So, you know, um, and they don't really have to worry about, you know, like one person doesn't have to do Facebook Live, one person doesn't have to do, we have one place that we can plug everybody in. So, the live streaming system that we're using is really like it sets up more like like a TV station. So we can say, okay, turn on the camera one. Okay, now you go over here to camera two. 
so and the producers will be able to talk to one another and communicate. So um, the main thing, everybody. How do people know needs. about this? How do people know oh, about it? Oh, they the will know hours. about it because we're we're just announcing it. So we're we're like right okay. now. This is the start of it. So. We want to get the so word out as everybody. Yeah, <laughs> this is your first. So we mm-hmm. want everybody first to get all the black business directories. Because we don't want to leave anyone out. Because this is, again, creating awareness of the directories so people can find ways of finding a black business. Um, there's also a young woman, mm-hmm. which people probably don't know, but she has created um, – uh, uh, app that attaches to Chrome, and it has the black fist. So if you see, I don't know the name of it, but it has the black fist. Uh, it's called Buy Black. It's Buy Black uses the black fist, and you can add that app onto your Chrome browser, and whenever you're searching for a business, it will also give you black-owned businesses in that category. Okay, yeah, so, so we there's have some, uh, two apps. So, um Two apps that that can be used. Now I know that after we, oh, no, there are, um, there are a lot you, more apps, even other than Toluca. There, there are a lot more. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there are um, Black Trade Lines. Um, there are more apps. I would um, unless everybody doesn't yet have an app. There's a lot of directories, but I know I know directories are realizing they need an app. Um, but there are various different apps. You know. Everyone has their different specialties of ways and all of, you know, of um, doing business or like um, Toluco is like about, you know, really harnesses the networking aspects and, and, mm-hmm. and with the focus on events and everything. And other ones do that, but they may not be as prevalent. Um, you know, the ways to navigate and get around. So, Businesses can make their choices, and people can go where they feel comfortable at. But it still doesn't matter if the people don't know. And so I would say, I don't know, I would probably, if I say 1% of the market knows about most of these business apps and business directories, we'd be lucky if they've made 1% market penetration. Yeah. So, so how is it? I, I know that when we after we um, interviewed Sean um, Sean Armstrong, Armstrong of Toloco, uh-huh. I had a hum- tremendous response when I uh, posted his his app and and I did a small short video about his app and about the uh-huh. you know, ease of use. But you know, knowing that I know about him and there. are hundreds of others that we don't know about. How can we, you know, find these apps? Because it's sort of like finding the black business. You can't walk out there and, and, and say, hey, where are the black businesses if you don't know? And you can't say where are the black apps if you don't know. How do we that's find why them we feel how that, can we get it out? Well, that's why we want to start with the 96 hours. The 96 mm-hmm. hours is we're going to promote the 96 hours, and each directory will promote that. And we're promoting that on the ground, too. It will be promoted online, but we're getting hardcore postcard flyers and posters for people to put up in their neighborhoods. Because that's where, you know, so when people go shopping, team. they're going out local. Yeah, we should ask anybody street team it um, and not just keep it in the cloud. we got to hit the ground with that. So, um 
And so we're hoping that's what the 96 hours is doing. So that's where I say we, we want to be strategic collective movement. We don't want to reinvent the wheel. We don't want to make a business directory or list, but we want to make everybody aware, like, hey, here we have a um, – here are your black directories. You get to experience them. They get to feel them. Um, and they can, you know, choose which ones they want. Um I'm hoping, too, that some of our directories and all will come together and some of our people will come together and be strategic and start collaborating so that we don't have a whole bunch of apps with a small penetration of the market, but learn how to collaborate and come together and get a larger part of the market and, um, you know, gain better support. So, we're you know we're looking at levels of networking and strategy and collaboration, but you know as you see even with Sean I recommended hey look at you know talking and I'm gonna refer to guy um, as Reginald um, Williams, um, but he's the founder of Listener and I spelled it wrong before it's L I S N R O Listener and um, yes. yeah. And he has a great technology that works with apps that can help give your app an edge and allow things to happen that don't just have to go through Wi-Fi. They can be, you know, um, done through sound. So, um, yeah, so we're just excited, you know. We're just hoping that, you know, again, we do collective movement to come together to build. So we want to kick it off with the 96 Hours. So we we're bringing together the awareness and letting people see and giving them the opportunity to directly shop. And so it's so, our job yeah. to provide that platform. You, you heard it here first. You heard it here first <laughs> on Beyond Talk. <laughs> so we're yeah. wrapping up. Yes, we're, we're going to be wrapping up in just a few minutes. But, you know, this was a really great opportunity for uh, our audience to, see, you know, get a little taste about who we are and why we do what we do, and also to get more information about, um, you know, what's coming up, you know, the 96 hours and, and the apps and the directories and, and the videos that we want people to participate in because we do want to encourage um, buying black. And then we also have more information about the BEEDC, the Black Economic Black Entrepreneur Economic uh, Conference uh, build-up. And, and so that's why, you know, we are doing what we're, we're doing because we want to empower and encourage um, economic stimulation in the black community, so especially in, in tech. And um, thank you so much, uh, Jacqueline Taylor-Adams and Jason Moore, for you know, having the foresight to, to do this, it's, it's not easy and there's going to be um, lots of challenges ahead, but, you know, the, nothing worth having and nothing worth doing is, is without its challenges. So I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing what's going to, going to happen. I know that these times, you know, with the, um, you know, our African-American community is coming together and is feeling like, you know, hey, we are all in this together. And so, um, yeah. Hopefully, and all we you have with is all one the, another. I think we're realizing exactly. That. I think so we, we have are, one another, know? and that, yeah, exactly, and that, yeah, and, and, I think we really are. 
Yeah, and you know uh, what you I want to say what? also, um, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Faith. I just want to say oh, real quick ahead. to our audience. Don't think because Jason is sitting up here on Mr. Quiet that I'm the the one. I mean, we are both movers and shakers, and I feel so blessed to, you know, have come in this company. I'm an idea person, Absolutely. and I really, you know, um, 96 hours is just the bottom of the iceberg of how I think, <laughs> you know. I really think mm-hmm. there. And so it's great when I come into mind somebody that doesn't mind that. You know, Jason is not like, oh, my God. Oh, no. You know, he doesn't. He gets it. He sees it. And, you know, I, I, I love his youth because mm-hmm. they believe everything is possible. And it's like, wow, it gets you motivated. Okay, I got to do this, you know. And But he's also, he's a software developer. So, um, you know, some of the things, the creation and, like, the website and different things, you know, those are the things he's creating and some of the things that we're developing. Like, you know, you know, right now we're, we're you know, talking about 96 hours. Then you'll be hearing about, you know, some other things. So, um, and even Jason, again, you know, we're supporting one another um, in our business. Like, here with Faith, we want to make sure that, you get to know her as this, you know, branding strategist. And um, we really want to, you know, build what you do. And Jason has some, you know, great software that he's already working on in, um, you know, his books um, because he has more than one. And um, so we're going to just be learning some new things and all. So just don't think because he's quiet. He just doesn't necessarily <laughs> like to be the one talking, but... Well, well, the only reason I'm quiet is because it's kind of hard for three people to talk at the same time, you know. So I just wanted to, you know, lend that respect to you guys and only talk when prompted. But but really, I I mean, I could probably talk as much as you, Jacqueline, if given a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why I said, don't think he's just a quiet one. Well, I think our last minute is wrapping up. We're uh, coming upon the hour, and uh, I want to be respectful of our audience's time and your time as well. So any final words, Jason? Just keep grinding, and it will all come together. That's my advice to all the listeners out there. And thank you so much. And Jacqueline Taylor-Adams, any last words from you? Um, I'll just say ditto with um, what Jason said. You know, just keep the faith, know its purpose, and let's work together. Together, collective, strategic. Absolutely, and that will be my final word as well. Piggybacking up on that um, collective, collaborative, strategic. Let's all work together and get this done. I'm looking forward to 96 hours, and I want to thank you, our audience, for joining us here on Beyond Talk. Um, Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Good night. Good night. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.